Welcome to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Jeremy Autry. And I'm Chuck Mead. And Jeremy, today we have some special guests in the studio, don't we? It's true. It's very exciting. We have the Margie Hughes. Margie Hughes, yay. We, um, maybe our our sound person can insert some applause and cheers there. That'll maybe, be awesome. maybe. Maybe not. And we also have her husband, who is also our co-worker and the worship pastor at Central, slash administration, slash... Slash? Something else. What uh, else do you apparently do? Apparently, he's the guitarist for Guns Cheer Mover. Darren does a little bit of everything at Central, and he's here with us as well. Welcome, guys. I'm here by Thank obligation. You, you really yeah. wanted just, just wanted her. So. Yeah, but we thought that'd be weird, so yeah. here we are. It would be. No, Darren no, You don't make things less weird by inviting Darren. <laughs> We've been wanting. It's true. We've been wanting to do this for a long time, and uh, have Darren and Margie with us, and they've got a unique story when it comes to parenting. Why is that, Jeremy? Uh, That's because Darren and Margie are um, adoptive parents. Adopted. Is that how you say it? They are parents who adopted. They adopted two amazing children, uh, Sophia and Isaac, um, and. because adoption is so intermingled with the gospel story and with parenting, obviously we thought it would be cool to talk to someone about adoption. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, first question for both of you, as much as you feel comfortable sharing, what circumstances led you to initially choose adoption? Well, I will take, I'll start with this anyway. For those of you at home, this is Darren speaking. Uh, he has the lower <laughs> voice. Okay, so... <laughs> um, I'm not sure... Are you going to be editing? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure how much even Margie wants to, to share. But, Do you want me to take it? No, because I want to go back further, but I, I will, I'll just say this, and you can say if you wanted it edit, okay. edit it out. Sure. Okay. So, um, we have been married a couple of years, and we got pregnant, and um, that pregnancy didn't happen didn't bring forth a child on this earth. But prior to that, um, God had laid it on my heart. I had seen us with a daughter from China. Hmm. And even even if we birthed biological children, I felt like that's something that we should do. And when we got pregnant, I even jokingly said, well, I hope she's born Chinese. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> you have to know Darren to understand that. Um, but to go even further into that, we didn't know if we really wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. Remember, we had talked about that. It was something that we said maybe we'll do later on and really hadn't planned to get pregnant. Um, so, when we did, we've realized, yes, this is something we really do want. We, mm-hmm. we do want to have a family. We do want to have children. And um, to have experienced the miscarriage, you know, was devastating. But it was, it was not the end of the world. Mm. We knew that God had a plan. Um, of course, there were some very dark days, you know, questioning and asking God why that we had to go through the things that we had to go through. But ultimately, he 
he showed us his plan, and I'm not so sure that we would have adopted had we had biological children. Wow. Wow. So God was using even that painful moment to bring about this adoption journey. Yes. So, Darren, you had always thought about China, like that was something you had thought about years before was to adopt a little girl from China. Is that something you had always thought about? I did have a heart for adoption. I was not necessarily thinking about China or international adoption. Um, I just knew from a very young age that I had a heart for adoption and was very much open to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not very adventurous. I do not like to fly. (laughs) And um, I don't know if you know this or not, but China is a very long ways away from North Carolina. So, um, How long was the flight? It was 22 hours. So One flight was 22, one was 24. So I joke and say that I was in labor for 22 hours and had a 27-pound baby (laughs) (laughs) by supernatural birth. (laughs) Wow. That is amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. But um, Darren was so adamant about it, and you know how he can be. He can be very convincing. But I knew in order for me to be able to step out in faith and do what needed to be done, to adopt from China, Mm -hmm. God would have to speak directly to me. Mm. And we were sitting out on our porch one morning, and I had my devotion. And you know how it goes. Sometimes you um, stay faithful to your devotion every day, and sometimes you don't. But this particular one, I had skipped a couple of weeks. And um, I had that exact same conversation with him. I said, if God wants me to adopt from China, he will let me know, Mm -hmm. and he will speak to me. And until he does, I cannot say yes. Get so, off my back. Yeah. <laughs> you cute little thing. <laughs> She's but, talking to Darren. <laughs> of course. Um, so um, I looked down at my devotion, and there it was in, from Ezekiel 16. And it just spoke to me in such a way. It was um, the Lord speaking to Israel about um, their affliction. And it was a little girl he was referring to in this part of Scripture. And Immediately, I just I started crying because I knew God had given me exactly what I asked mm. for Him to do, and that was the beginning of a set of miracles that took place throughout our adoption journey that only He could do. Mm. So when times got hard, when I was on that twenty-two hour flight from China, taking my Xanax, you know, and praying to God that we wouldn't crash, um, I went back to that moment in time. Where mm-hmm. God spoke to me and said, this is my plan for you and for this child that you're waiting to have. And I would have peace. Wow. That's a um, side note. really doesn't have anything to do with uh, adoption. But, well, it does in a roundabout way. But it's important. That's why it's important for us and for us to teach our kids to have consistent time with God where you're not just reading some book to check off a list, but you're talking to him and listening for him to speak and watching to see what he has to say and then taking note of that and acting on it and uh, so that when things get scary and hard, you have a moment with God mm-hmm. to look back on and say, mm-hmm. hey, I know yeah. the creator of the universe who's in control of everything set yes. me on this path instead of, hey, I just thought this was a good idea and maybe God's not in this. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So timeline, <clears throat> when you felt peace about... Um, moving forward with adoption, what year would you say that would have been? It would 
2009. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you adopted Sophia. What year did you actually take her home? 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a two-year window. What was that two-year window like from 09 to 11? <laughs> well, it was well, a roller coaster. It took a little while to definitely decide on China because <laughs> we did look at domestic adoption and I don't know if we looked anywhere else internationally, but we took a little time to... Yeah, we early on we did pray about, you know, what avenue. But he was so adamant about China. Adamant and sounds so mean. No, you were just... <laughs> sure. I mean, you were fighting for our child. Sure. You mm-hmm. knew that our little girl was, <laughs> was there. And I appreciate you doing that, you know, because it forced me out of my comfort zone. It forced me to... Um, you know, had that relationship and even strong relationship with Christ and the Holy Spirit to, you know, ask boldly for him to show me as well. And he did. And it's, it's been a great adventure ever since. But um, we, we decided on that and we went with China because we felt like it was a very fair program. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a history of adoptions, you know, that mm-hmm. didn't fall through. You know, you, you went for two weeks. This is what you did the first week. This is what you did the second week. It was very planned out. We felt very comfortable with that. Um, as far as the dossier goes, that was a bear. I mean, it took we probably say what a, dossier is. a dossier is a stack of paperwork that you spend a lot of time ah. on, and they know everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> and that stack of papers, the home study, you know, everything that we had to do. I think it took about six months, six or yeah, it all seven has to months be like to certified do. and. Yeah authenticated Mm -hmm. locally with government and then even through the Secretary of State Mm -hmm. goes to Washington a courier has to take it for the consulate there yeah so it was it was a lot a lot of expense but God met met us every step of the way Um, and we went the special needs route Mm -hmm. in in China so that means that um, you're open to adopting a child that has special needs and we (laughs) went the safe route with that but our agent she would send us files you know of um, girls that she had that had more um, major medical needs. And there was one that we looked at, and um, she had spina bifida. Mm -hmm. And um, I had contacted the Shriners Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina, and the doctors responded like within two hours. And they were saying, we can help you. We'll do whatever we need to do to make sure this little girl is taken care of. And we were so excited. But then we started praying about it, and it was like, I think you were... Like, yeah, let's do this. And then I was like, I got this sick feeling in my mm-hmm. stomach. And I was like, I don't understand, Holy Spirit, what's going on? And it was the only way I could describe it was I felt as if we said yes to this little girl. She would miss out on the family that God had for her. Mm-hmm. And then we would miss out yeah. on the child God had for us. So we sadly said no to it. And then the next month, we were matched with Sophia. Wow. So that the month and we you were matched knew. with Sophia, that was what year was that? That was 2010. 2010. Yes. No. No, 2009. Because we didn't go till November of 11, so it had to been <clears throat> earlier that year. So it would have been 11 when you were matched. No, it was 2010. Might have been because, like, something happened in May of 11. Like, that's when we got her photo. Yes. That was in May of 11. That's right. You're right. He's right. Yes. Okay. Because we had moved, we had just moved in and we got her file. Wow. That, that same, night. that same day. Yes. Uh, and then we traveled in November. So, yeah. That's so, right. May that's of 2011 is when you yes. got Sophia's picture. Yes. Okay. Um, I still have etched in my memory the picture of 
Sophia, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, she was wearing, <laughs> uh, I think I'm right, like a, the little zip-up pajama yeah. things Winnie that the kids wear. And it was yellow. <laughs> yes, yep. it yeah. was Winnie the Pooh. So I didn't know it was Winnie the Pooh. Every time I saw it, I thought of Ronald McDonald. And <laughs> I love McDonald's. It was yellow and red. Yes. Yep. And so I was like, this kid already, I love her. And we'll yeah. eat Big Macs and french fries mm-hmm. together. She loves, loves Big Macs. Does she really? <laughs> she really does. That's amazing. She got that from Uncle Jeremy. <laughs> it's contagious. I love it. So, okay, so then fast forward to the time when you knew, like, we're going to pick her up. Walk me through with that experience of going to China, picking her up was like. I'm having trouble remembering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember like it was yesterday. You tell it. I was so scared. Um, we, Shirlene had, um, she was our neighbor, Shirlene Blackwood at the time was our neighbor, and she came over and um, <clears throat> brought us some goodies we had gotten up at like four o'clock in the morning and I was so nervous and she prayed with us and it was so sweet and um I remember my mom and dad and sister were there and just crying you know Mm. just because I knew our lives were about to change and stepping into the unknown and just not knowing what to expect you know because I didn't think it would be all fun and games. I knew it would not be. I knew that there would be some unexpected things that would happen, you know, because I have a very delicate stomach. I didn't know how I would be able to handle the food, you know, and just the different, not even being able to speak the language, going somewhere that we just did not, just did not know what to expect. And it was terrifying. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It was terrifying. That terrifying, just the flight, the experience of being in China. Everything. Bringing home a child. Bringing home a child. I don't think I had changed two diapers at that point in my life. We were putting them on backwards and everything, you know, and... (laughs) It was it was a comedy show there for a little while. Yeah. What was it like seeing Sophia for the first time? It was um, I, Darren was standing behind me, and they brought her in. You know, and she's just waddling along, so cute. And I didn't know, but at that time, you fell to your knees and just couldn't hardly stand mm. the you know just in a good way you know just the yeah. <laughs> the load of it you yeah. know this is our child you know wow. that God is supernaturally given to us mm-hmm. you know this is this is his plan a it's not plan b right and I I'm sorry but when people say adoption is God's plan b they are wrong mm. it is not God's plan b my children are not plan b right they are plan a we live in a fallen world and things happen but God God, he orchestrated those children for us. Everything that we had ever done in our lives led us to this purpose. Mm. I for, for, fully believe that, firmly believe that with all of my heart. But um, I just remember saying, Wanani, Wanani, which means I love you yeah. <laughs> in Chinese. And she's looking at me like, who is this white woman <laughs> who has this crazy accent? <laughs> What's wrong with that guy behind yeah, And <laughs> why is he on his knees? You know, so I just, they told me to pick her up. So I picked her up and she had this little flower in her hand and a snack in the <laughs> hand. And she just sat and looked at us and she would tear up a little bit, you know, because it's, it's traumatizing right, for these children. Right. You know, we want to glorify it a lot of times that, you know, Oh, we're going in, you know, we're getting our child. But she does not know mm-hmm. us. She mm-hmm. does not know the plans that we have for her. Yeah. All she knows is she's being taken from everything she's ever known yeah. in life mm-hmm. and being given to these two strangers. And so we, you know, we sat there and we um, would give her 
little snacks and um, just, you know, tried to make her feel comfortable. And she was a superstar. I mm. mean, she did great. Just know we're also in a room full of other parents also picking up their kids for the oh, first wow. time. Wow. So you got a lot of yeah, a lot crying, of tears, loud crying, a lot of and screaming. Wow. We had it's waited a long time. All the other yeah. parents had had gotten theirs, and we're still waiting in the room, and what's going on? Yeah. And then the this van drives up, and that's it. And there she comes. Yeah. <laughs> so How old was she at that? 21 time? months old. 21 months old, mm-hmm. and she knew Absolutely no English. English. She, she had never heard said English. She really didn't even speak Chinese at that point. Yeah. Um, we had sent a care package <clears throat> that had a photo album of our pictures in it. So I'm, I'm assuming they did show her that. I don't know for sure. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like they probably did because uh, it was a great orphanage. Um, but, you know, that's the only thing. That's the only thing yeah. she had, like contact or anything that she had had with us in a tangible way was that photo album. Wow. And, you know, seeing our pictures on there. Mm-hmm. So you get to China, and then how many days from your arrival until you see her? Three. About three days. Three, mm-hmm, three okay. or four days. Yeah, so we stayed waiting. in Shanghai and then took a train into Nanjing with like 12 pieces of luggage, which was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> But they tell we're, you know they tell us to prepare for different seasons of weather. So we're in a cold area, and then we travel to Guangzhou, which is where the American consulate is at, mm-hmm. and it's like Miami, wow. <laughs> so it's hot. So we, you know, I had to be prepared. <laughs> you were prepared, <laughs> and then so prepared. so you pick Sophie up, and then what's it like from when you pick her up until that that window window of time in China before you leave? It's it's. It's a challenge, you know, because she's grieving, mm-hmm. and um, we're grieving, yeah. too, you know, because life as we know it is no longer as we <laughs> knew it. Um, we have now this child that we're responsible for, and it's, you know, it's a shock to everybody's system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're entering uh, the phase, you know, any parent goes through. Newborn. <laughs> well, well, kind <laughs> of. The toddler. Still. Yeah. Yeah, because you got sleep issues. Um, yeah. Like, how do we do this? Making her sleep in a crib, winding up in our bed, all over mm-hmm. the place, mm-hmm. all that—all that's happening in a hotel or multiple hotels. Yes. Wow. Yeah. How long was that period from you pick her up till you can leave China? Well, the whole trip was two weeks, so you know, twelve and a half yeah. days maybe. Mm. Oh, so you got her on like early the, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. And we spent Thanksgiving yeah. there. and At McDonald's. Yeah. And there were other families that we traveled with okay. um, that were there. and um, That should be your family <laughs> tradition now. Every Thanksgiving no, thank you, you. eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she had her first McDonald's French fry, and she Let's loved go. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. Um, and... Um, we spent a week in Nanjing, and then you know we traveled by plane to Guangzhou, and then um, once, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and once we were there, um, things just seemed to go by quickly. I mean, it, she had to be tested for TB before we left Guangzhou, and you know that was frightening because if she tested positive, we would be in China for. 
um, an unspecified amount of time. Wow. So we were really praying over that, and, and it was traumatizing for her because they had to take her, you yeah. know, and she had bonded with us, and she wasn't, you know, she it was just, it was awful. It yeah. was just, you know, lots of tears. So you said um, you went the special needs route, so what did that look like with Sophia? What, how did they pair Okay, so um, back to the Bible verse, um, Ezekiel 16 talks about how there was a, a little girl lying in her blood, and he looked at her and said, live, mm. my child, live. Um, so that was even before, you know, we knew anything about Sophia. Her special need was hepatitis C, which mm. is a blood condition. Wow. And... Um, when we found out about that, I had spoken um, with some doctors, and there just happened to be a new drug that came out the day before mm. that was specifically for hepatitis C, which you know gave much hope to patients who had that. So we prayed about it, and we were like, you know, this is our kid. I have this Bible verse that the mm-hmm. Lord gave me even before we even knew what her special need would be. You know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, come to find out, um, she's tested in China and is free. Wow. No hepatitis C anywhere. Wow. Um, How did I never know this story? Yeah. I, never, I don't tell you anything. <laughs> That's and amazing. It is amazing. So you found that out when you were in China? No. Uh, we found it out before we even traveled. Oh, wow. But our agent said you will want to have her tested again mm-hmm. when you get to the States. And, of mm-hmm. course, we did. And um, it was just the antibodies from her, the biological mother that showed up in her blood work mm-hmm. and just passed through and wow. perfectly healthy mm-hmm. little That's girl. That's amazing. And, you know, just to look back and see what how God you know, gave me that verse mm-hmm. <laughs> and then performed a miracle like that is just overwhelming. Right. Yeah. Overwhelming. So, so you get home. So what, anything you remember want to share from that transition of bringing Sophia home to the States, finally being back in your own house, what was that like? I remember just people loving us. Yeah. Um, Dmitry Bruel was a Ukrainian friend of ours. Ukrainians, right? I think that's right. Somewhere over there. He probably doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) He sent me this verse, I think when we were still in China, um, and it's probably out of context, but it uh, it was so encouraging. Mm. Hosea 14, 3, For in thee the fatherless find mercy. Mm. Stuff like that. And then uh, I remember that night, we get back from the airport, and it was in the middle of the night. We're home for the first time. And, you know, she's, we're having trouble getting her to sleep. Uh, Ronnie Myers, Ronnie and Christy Myers are there. Ronnie rocks her to sleep. Mm. <laughs> Stuff like that. People bring food. Wow. Yeah. Wish they'd still do that. <laughs> You're going to have to adopt a third kid. <laughs> Our quiver is full. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was, I mean, it's hard. I mean, we're first time parents mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. But and jet lag. It took me six months. <laughs> Wow. To get over jet lag. Yeah, it was a bear. Mm. He bounced right back, of course, but it took me a while. Well, you have the challenge of new parents, then bringing a, a girl to an a unfamiliar place. Mm. So you're dealing with that, plus the jet lag. It's like everything hitting you at once yeah. when you yeah. get back. Wow. So then... This is Sophia's adoption story, and I know Darren will speak more into this for Isaac, but then what led you to deciding to go this route again (laughs) with number two? It took about four years. (laughs) 
<laughs> we were. Um, I remember the day um, we were in Smithfield at the pottery, and Sophia, she was in a little pigtail, so it's just so cute. And um, we got out of the car, and I was like, you know, I think I could do this again. And until that point, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no <laughs> when way. When people would ask, um, I would say, yeah, I would love a, love a, love a house full of kids. Mm-hmm. But I would say also say, Morgan, he thinks we already have a house full of kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Um, so I told him, and he said, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I think so, but you have to do the dossier. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that was my one condition. And he said, okay. And we thought for sure that it would be another girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what we, you know, was in my mind. Traditionally and, in China, yeah. adoptions, that's what, there have been more girls available. Mm-hmm. But God did, he started putting these little boys in my life, you know, like at nursery. And all of a sudden they just started coming up to me. And I was like, oh, these little guys are sweet. You know, I had had no experience with, you know, how sweet little boys could be. And Sophia was sweet too. Well, Sophia, well, course, just in case you hear this. Of course. <laughs> yes, she was. That's why I wanted another little girl. Um, but the Lord just kind of softened my heart and. We started praying about that, and sure enough, I see Isaac's little face. And um, it's not very often that the Lord will speak to where I feel like I hear him. But when I saw the video of him, um, I heard the Lord say, he will bring you lots of joy. Wow. (laughs) uh, Of course, we named him Isaac, and that means laughter. Mm -hmm. And for Sarah, because I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) So this is 2016. I think we're matched the same year, and then we went in July, the end of July, to Mm -hmm. get him. You and your mom. So you went, oh, so you and your mom went this Mm -hmm. time. So, Margie, you didn't have to deal with the flight and all that stuff. No, we prayed about it very hard, and we knew, I knew how hard it was for me when we got back, Um, and I knew that Darren would need to get back to work pretty quickly, and, you know, we also had Sophia, and then we were bringing in, um, and he had some medical issues. We knew he would have to have surgery Mm -hmm. probably pretty quick. So, um, I just, I had peace about staying. I really did. Mm. Um, Darren's mom is a nurse practitioner, and she has experience, you know, in that field. And we, with the issues that he had, we just knew that it was the what God planned. It was His will for this to happen. And so they have those sweet memories of Wow. So in together. the leading to getting Isaac, were there any unique hurdles or um, things that you dealt with that you didn't deal with? in the adoption journey for Sophia? Well, the medical, um, he, he uh, was born with gastroschisis. And uh, I did I say that right? So, Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a much bigger deal than what we had experienced with her. So looking into all that, uh, mm-hmm. doctors with UNC and Duke being so close, speaking with them, uh, they were very helpful and mm-hmm. very encouraging um, saying you know what was accomplished in China with him with his earliest surgery right. were very were, were heroic miraculous yes. non-christian doctors were saying that yes kind of and stuff. can't say enough about <clears throat> what the folks in China did for both of our children really yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know with Isaac and um, the condition that he was in and um, the two surgeries that he had there I mean it it just can't say enough about wow. what they so very thankful so I will also say we 
we went into both of these with we didn't have the funds for them, and mm-hmm. adoptions are not cheap. Which no kids cheap, but yeah, I mean tens of thousands of dollars, and we had no no savings on this, no plan. Um, so um, I don't even know how we paid for Sophia's adoption, <laughs> mm. but I do know with Isaac's um, <laughs> just a miracle. <laughs> a couple of people had offered uh, some help with fundraising on yep. that, and one was to do a barbecue plate sale, mm-hmm. and some, and then I, I, I have been part of a, a Christian music group, and those guys had offered let's let's we'll do it we'll do what we can do to, to help that so we decided we'll do we're gonna do this all in one day mm-hmm. we had a plate sale and concert smart and uh, brought in mark lowry on on that mm-hmm. and um the two were very successful and uh, covered most of the expenses for wow. his adoption it was amazing and that very day all this is happening um i get the call that um the Come to channel the travel, yeah. So wow. we're Within like making, eleven days, we're making all of these travel arrangements. <laughs> wow! That wow. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So it all is. Great crime. So how did you get like Mark Lowry connected with this? Like he was aware of the situation. Did you have a connection no, with no. him? Or uh, speaking with you know booking agents mm-hmm. and uh, finding you know who would be available, and then um, I rem- I remember uh, you know we're looking at various artists that could come. And he would have been one of the ones we're shooting for the moon on, you know. Right. And then uh, I remember Michael, who's in the group, he said, let's go big or go home. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Wow. I remember that concert. I saw it with Me you, too. Jeremy. It was awesome. Yep. It was the first concert we ever attended together. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Butler Hughes and Hayes and Mark Lowry. How many have you been to since? <laughs> They're all- Everyone that's happened here in the They've church, all been here. So, Darren, what was it like going and picking up Isaac? What do you remember from that ex- experience, your second trip to China? Well, as far as the travel, that kind of thing, it was it was, it was was similar. I think we probably, I don't, I don't remember what what city we landed in, but it was a different one, large city. Chengdu? No, no, the, when we first got there. Um, I remember Beijing, Beijing, Beijing. Okay, yes. so I remember at that McDonald's in the airport, <laughs> yes. the ice cream was green. It was like pistachio flavored, and it was really, really nasty. But I, I like pistachios. And <laughs> it I like was wasabi. They gave you maybe wasabi. so. Maybe oh. so. Oh no, that's Japan. Sorry. It could have been though. Could have been. That's could've okay. Been. That was that, so seaweed is probably seaweed. Could have been. Oh, yeah. Seaweed's big there. Yeah. So yeah, all that part was similar in that respect. We even had the same guide interpreter. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty amazing, and he remembered us. And wow, he thought Margie had changed a little. That's <laughs> <laughs> what parenting will do for you. <laughs> yeah, and he for the record, Darren's mom looks way too young to be his mom. She's a lovely lady. <laughs> but that was uh, that was that was fun, and, and traveling with her was fun. Uh, on that, that was helpful, and she was she latched right on to him too. So the difference there was so. We're in some with Sophia. We were in some government agency building, and all these parents are there. For for Isaac, they take us to the orphanage into a room. I think we were with two other families, two other sets of parents mm-hmm. who were getting their kids there too. So it was much quieter, much different experience. They bring him to us. He's pretty quiet and goes right <laughs> off to sleep. <laughs> wow, wow. So you have that interaction, and then you're with him still about. Ten days, ten. Yeah, it was days. it was less because he was younger. He was fourteen months old. Okay, and there was a big difference between fourteen and twenty-one months old. Yeah, yeah. still more baby, much more babyish. Mm-hmm. So then I rem- and I remember this of being at the airport when you brought 
Isaac home was that strange for you having your first interaction with Isaac Margie yes. at the airport in front of everyone? Yes, because he just looked at me and went. <laughs> <laughs> he still does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, I'm not sure there are words. You know, here comes your your husband and your new son. You know, walking down the corridor. Wow. What do you do? Right. You know, I mean, I know he sees me as a complete stranger, but I, it's just overwhelming. Mm. I will say this, too. I mean, it's miraculous. He latched on to me. He did. He from did. the get-go. Wow. And it was like, I couldn't leave the room mm-hmm. without him being wow. upset and following me mm. yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you see the difference, whereas with Sophia, it was, especially with her being older, it was much harder for her in the transit, would you say, like, as far as being comfortable with you, or do you feel like she was comfortable with you? It wasn't bad. You hear terrible stories about detachment and that kind of thing. There wasn't much of that. She grieved, but she bonded with us, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we were meeting her needs, you know, which they told us to do, and of course, praying over her. Mm. Um, But... She she bonded, but she did grieve, you know, because she was older and she was a very attached to her caregiver as well. She, came, she became very attached to you more so yes. than me, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. Um, um, but I think it was definitely easier with Isaac just because of him being younger. And his caregiver was a man as well. Mm. So, you know, he just transferred, I guess, that okay. bonding. So then him. you have... Both then after Isaac gets home, what was that transition like after having both of them home and and uh, getting adjusted and everything? Family of four, yeah. Family of four. Mm-hmm. I just I know I slept for like a day. <laughs> it was I, I guess it would be like any other normal family. Mm-hmm. You know, when you bring a child home from the hospital, there's a little bit of jealousy that goes on. You know, right. and she was used to having. You know, all the attention, and then, you know, we just had to make sure that she knew that she was still loved, you know, and that God had brought her a little brother, and, you know, we were now a family of four, and this Mm -hmm. was God's plan from the get-go. And She would have been six at this time. Yeah, reiterating that and the challenges that that come with that, but um, it was, I mean, God gave us the grace Mm -hmm. to do it. And so, at the time of this recording, Sophia is now how old? 13. She's 13, and yeah. Isaac is? Eight. Eight. Wow. Yeah. So, looking at this and your journey, what advice would you give to parents who are looking down the road of adoption, whether that be domestic or international? Do it. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. If God's calling you to do it, it'll be the most wonderful journey you've ever encountered in your life and get ready to see miracles because he will move heaven and earth Mm. to make sure that child is with a family that will love them and teach them and show them Christ. Um, Mm. You know, when I look back on it and just think about all of the miracles that took place, you know, like I said before, that only God can do. God has a heart for orphans. There is no doubt in my mind over that. And it's hard, yes. It yeah. is hard, but parenting's hard. Life is hard. <clears throat> Choose your heart. I mean, you are you are rescuing a child. Mm. And 
I tell my kids, I first of all, I tell them I try to remember the day I gave birth to them because mm-hmm. they are my children. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I gave, but and then I'm like, well, no, <laughs> you are adopted. <laughs> yeah. But I, that's how I feel. You know, I am their mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the worst things somebody can say to you is, are you their real mom? You know, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. You might want to edit that out, and that'll be okay. <laughs> no, I don't um, think we edit that out. It's true. Yeah. People need to be conscientious of their terminology. They do. Yeah. Um, they do. Words like real mom or phrases like real mom and real dad are stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, biological makes sense. Birth mother yes. makes sense. Of course, they're they're in a conversation. We need to make distinction. I'm trying to, to carry on this conversation and make this point, and I'm asking you, about the biological parents of this kid, or what do mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's that's one thing, but to use something like "real" mm-hmm. is stupid. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That because uh, God's my adopted father; mm-hmm. right. <laughs> He's my real father. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? That's a very yeah. real um, parent-child relationship, mm-hmm. and it's a perfect parent-child relationship. It's not less than. Thank you. It would be good for any parents <clears throat> hearing this to educate their children on what they say <laughs> to adopted kids because they can that can be very hurtful too. Yeah. We've experienced a little bit of that. Yes. Oh yeah. So I, I know that's even things <clears throat> in talking with other uh, parents of adopted kids, just the mean things <laughs> kids will say. And whether they're trying to purposefully be mean or rude or not. So we this is a good word. All parents need to instruct their kids, whether they're biological or adopted, on how to interact yeah, with those. Because the truth is, it's, it's, uh, this sounds harsh, but it's just a level of ignorance. It's because I haven't experienced this. I don't, I don't live in this world, so I haven't put thought into uh, how to communicate about it mm-hmm. until I find myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, oh, what's the right thing to say? So a lot of it is just a level of ignorance. Um, and we need to think about that mm-hmm. before we find ourselves in those situations. And especially our kids, if the things they're saying are just out of ignorance, that's on us. Yeah. We're the parents. We yeah. need to be um, educating that. Now, that being said, um, kids can be mean, <laughs> and uh, sometimes they don't have the same filters that they will have once they become older and learn that uh, there are lines that you don't cross. So we need to help them with yeah. that, too. Um, and those are parenting things that should come early, mm-hmm. right. and um, we should be thoughtful about that on a large, on a large range of topics. Yeah, kids can be mean about anything. Yeah, yeah. Adoption. yeah. they can. Yeah. But so I stop love letting what your kids be mean mm-hmm. about you know because we have been intentional. I mean, it's obvious they're adopted. You know, we're a conspicuous family. Mm-hmm. We took a whole class on that before we adopted our Chinese children. Um, so you know, when we walk into places, people look at us, and I'm like, "What is you know? Is there something wrong with me?" And then yeah. I realize, "Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's because okay. <laughs> our children are Asian." You know, and they have heard that vocabulary from the get go. You mm-hmm. know, biological mother. You know, adoption. That's that's a part of their history. It's a part of what we do from day to day. But we have also, like you said, Jeremy, we have given them scripts on what to say mm. when people say stupid things. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they know how to respond to things that, you know, are just plum ignorance mm-hmm. from, kid, from people. A kid said to Sophia one time some derogatory remark about being adopted, and she responded with, well, your mom didn't even get to choose you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. teach her that one, Darren? <laughs> no, I did not. I argued it. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know, people say stupid things. They better get ready (laughs) for a response. In love, of course. But um, I think this... (laughs) I'm sure the love was there. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's the goal. (laughs) But with that being said, I mean... um, our kids, you know, they, they do know that they are adopted. And um, one of the best things that's ever happened to me is a couple of weeks ago, Sophia looks at me and says, Mom, thank you for adopting me. Oh, wow. Wow. And I'm like, thank you for being my, my girl. Mm. I said another thing along those lines, positive from another kid. <laughs> so uh, early on, so oh. We yes. were in nursery. We were keeping nursery, and Sophia was in there. They weren't actually being kept in nursery. They were. <laughs> they were leaving. Yes. yes, they were with us. Yes. <laughs> so Logan Neal walks into the room, and he's a few years older than Sophia, and uh, he's adopted as well. Mm-hmm. Logan, I hope you knew that. He knows. That. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he walks into the room, and he says, "Sophia, you're adopted. I'm adopted too." Like it was a very positive. Yes. Thing. yes. yes. Just so exciting. You know, usually. Yeah. In you know culture Just, that it's like oh you're adopted yeah. that's like terrible but right if you're not uh, if you're not part of the Central Baptist family um, Logan is the son of James and Jenny Neal James is the education pastor He's we've been had with him us. we've had him on the show before mm-hmm. so twice twice um, Darren's <laughs> a little bitter yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. We'll hear their adoption story too sometime. But it's I'm glad I'm glad you bring him back. Sorry, Dave. We'll bring you back too. But I don't know. We'll see how this this has been going so well with Margie. I'm thinking about making her a co-host with us, Jeremy. The Margie and those guys show. Yes, I don't know. Darren's cool too. Just kidding. Um, But I wanted to ask strong word. I wanted to ask that question. I'm glad you answered it. Of how you are how you've talked to your kids about about adoption and how you have because i'm sure they have questions do you see a lot of questions from them about the whole adoption process or no because it's no because we've just made it normal you know and you can't argue with the fact that jesus himself was adopted Mm. i mean that's like Mm. goals right there you know jesus was adopted that makes it perfectly acceptable it's the most wonderful thing and and then like you know you said jeremy he's adopted us into his family yeah but i will say this it gives me a different perspective of how God loves me and Mm. has chosen me and has pursued me as his kid because of the things that we went through and, you know, the the sacrifices we made not to, you know, glorify us in any way because it's not, but we made, you know, personal sacrifices in, in many different ways like a lot of other parents do, but through... We chose to do that. We chose to go after her. I chose to face my fears, you know. Mm. I chose to do all of these things because of them, you know, their their lives, their souls mm. in, you know, in a foreign country. I pursued, I went after them. Mm. And that's how he pursues me. He goes after me. He loves me that way. You know, 100,000 times more than I love my kids. Mm -hmm. Really just, I don't know, changed a lot of my thinking. Mm. It's such a beautiful picture of the gospel. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And a funny story, too, on the way home. (laughs) Sophia would not sleep on the plane. I mean, it was just very overstimulating. And um, across the way, was David Platt <laughs> oh, <really>? bringing home <laughs> one of his kids and Darren was walking the aisles and he came up to him and said I'm praying for you man <laughs> <laughs> 
You and David are tight. Yeah. <laughs> we had a moment. <laughs> we had a moment. That's nice. Wow. He's probably yeah, telling so, somebody that story right now. And on the plane. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. And it was like, hey, you know, we're not alone in this. Yes. <laughs> they know what we're going through. <laughs> Darren, any other thoughts you have or advice to parents or closing words you have? The only closing words I have is I want you all to know I am the biggest fan of this podcast. <sighs> And I, I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I love all the parenting advice as a parent because mm-hmm. it's beyond a parent. Hey, it is. <laughs> Darren doesn't blow smoke, so when he it's gets true, a compliment, right? that's very so, real. And yes. um, we didn't pay him or bribe yeah. him, so just so you guys know, we have one real fan. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty great. It's an honor to be a guest. <laughs> On this show today, we'd love to have this you back. Is, this mm. is getting a little we'll deep see. in here. It is. Hey, listen, uh, uh, I feel like I really want to read this. Ephesians 1, beginning of verse 2. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Mm. Uh, The concept being adoption is a beautiful picture Mm -hmm. of the gospel. I was born not his son, Mm -hmm. and he did all the work Mm -hmm. to make me his child. Now, that doesn't mean, um, you know, I have three sons we did not adopt and that doesn't mean that's not a beautiful picture of the gospel mm-hmm. also and that doesn't mean God doesn't use that um, so if if you're in that boat don't get a chip on your shoulder yeah. uh, <laughs> we're just saying this is also a clear uh, gospel picture and so um, uh, another thing I want to make sure we all take away from this uh, the, the stuff you're going through now that's hard that seems unfair that you would never have planned for yourself that you're thinking God why are you shutting these doors why is this not working out like I thought um, if you're his child it's a guarantee that he has a better plan than the one you had mm. and what's coming in the future whether you can believe it or not whether you can imagine it or not there's something better coming um, so the reason things aren't good now is because this isn't the end of the story. Yeah. And you can trust that he's got something bigger and more beautiful in mind. That's a good way to end oh, it. I love preach. it. Mm. Well, thank you, Darren and Margie, for being here. And thank you all for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us. But in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. See you guys.